Hey friends, welcome to Wednesday's edition of Enough for Today, mid-January 2022, and we are starting a new psalm. We read it yesterday, Psalm 35, and I want to invite you to join me there. Have you ever experienced injustice or slander or hurt? Have you ever been betrayed by someone that you thought was your friend? You ever been lied about and backstabbed and kind of politically spun? Um, it's no fun. <laughs> it's happened to me numbers of times, and it is just brutal, especially when you've extended yourself to somebody. And I'm not, I don't want to, you know, just open the podcast or the video today by claiming to be a victim. I'm a victor in Christ, and Jesus is taking care of me. I'm just saying, um, I, I can tell you substantive stories, real stories, where people have just flat out lied about me. I don't mind somebody telling the truth about me. It bothers me when they don't tell the truth. And I've even called a few of them and said, hey, listen, look, what you said wasn't true, but this is true, and you're free to say this if you want, as long as you say what's true. Um, that's fine. I, people talk and people gossip and people you know, just need to occupy their time. But have you ever been betrayed by a friend, by someone you thought uh, would never walk away or turn their back on you or never lie about you or never create a false narrative about you? That's how David felt about Saul and about Saul's family. He really extended himself. He gave himself and sincerely in service, in humility. You know, God had chosen David to be the next king and Saul was jealous. Saul viewed David as a threat. And it's a very uh, interesting spiritual and psychological study to study the, the unwinding, the, the coming undone of Saul in his spirit, in his relationship with God, and therefore in his psyche, in his psychology. He became a jealous, raging lunatic uh, and bi almost bipolar. One minute he's telling David he's like a son to him. The next minute he wants, he's throwing a spear at him and wants him dead. Um, and in the end, he just chased him. Until, uh, until he just destroyed everything. God's hand of protection was on David. God's anointing was on David. Um, Saul was fighting really ultimately against God. But David is in the middle of all this, and, and what does he do? What do you do? What do I do when false narratives and injustice are being spun against us? Now, it's not just me. Clearly, uh, that would be foolish of me to think, because you live in the real world and this world is cutthroat and it might be right now today at your workplace there might be politics and backstabbing and ladder climbing and your whole team might be fraught with distrust and power play and jockeying for position and and uh, spinning the narrative and and uh, hurt, you know hurtfully speaking about you know competitive and comparative you know contexts and 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 uh, just, just politics, internal politics. And it can be so disheartening. And as believers, as God followers, we can be drawn into it. We can, we can uh, be, basically be convinced that we got to go along and kind of look out for number one. But David did not get drawn into this. He didn't behave like they did. He didn't respond the way they did. He really took a different road. And that's what we're going to study in this Psalm, Psalm 35. And so let's look at the first couple of verses of David opening up his heart and rehearsing to God his scenario and seeking the intervention of God. He says in verse 1, plead my cause, O Lord. The word plead means literally 
to argue a case, uh, to support a claim, um, to persuade. Uh, it's like legal representation. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me, fight against them that fight against me. That, now, this is interesting. Even though we call this an imprecatory psalm, what is the very beginning? What is the context of David's heart? It's pleading. God, would you, I can't speak to Saul. I can't speak to his generals and his, uh, his cabinet. I can't speak to the people he's lying about me too, but God, would you? And before David says, destroy them, you know, persecute them, plague them, before he prays any of this harsh stuff, he begins by saying, God, God, plead with them, argue my case with them, cause them to back off, push them back, fight against them that fight against me. God, you be my defender. So verse 1 shows us David's heart. He doesn't want the destruction of his enemies. He wants his enemies to turn. He wants them to see truth and to operate in truth and to grant uh, him the grace and the respect that uh, he's done nothing wrong. He wants justice. And he would love for God to change the heart of his enemies. The problem is his enemies' hearts are hard towards God. Their heart is not going to change. But I just want you to catch that's what he's praying for. In the very first position, even though the rest of the psalm is what we call that imprecatory psalm. Now, the second observation I want to lift off of this is what is David doing? He's taking all of the injustice and rather than carrying it in his own hands where he grows bitter and angry, uh, clearly he's thinking about it. Clearly he's stewing over it. Clearly uh, he's probably losing some sleep over it, okay? Uh, it's, it's seizing him emotionally. But what's, he, what's his action? What's his strategy of dealing with this? Is he going to take matters into his own hands? No. He's taking this whole situation and he's putting it in God's hands. He's saying, God, you are my representation. In, in this matter, I am hiding in you. I am resting in you. I'm going to follow your advice. I'm going to appoint you, essentially. I'm going to trust you to handle this for me. God, you be the vindicator. You be the attorney. You be the representation. I've been reading a book um, about the, uh, the Trump White House, and it's just been interesting uh, reading for me. Just on the side, it's, it, I, I like to write, uh, read historical things, and sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's far away history, and sometimes it's recent history. And I just get intrigued in the, pol in the politics. I love to, like an onlooker, study uh, what happened in, in the scenarios. And, in the, and, and so I was reading about the, um, the special counsel investigation uh, about collusion with Russia. And, and it's interesting to read that now with a couple of years, three or four years, you know, in retrospect um, and having lived through it. But one of the things I, I was reading recently was, um, and I forget the man's name, David somebody, was the, the, the president's chief counsel. And um, they were really pleading with the president to stop tweeting, to stop arguing his case, to stop commenting on it publicly. Um, and they were telling the president that his attorneys were actually getting along very well with the special counsel attorneys and that um, the special counsel in their view, 
was receiving the documents and was glad for their cooperation and that they viewed the president's tweets and comments as like stirring up uh, and, and the attorneys felt like they really had the upper hand and that they were um, winning and that they had a very strong case and that this was all going to be cleared. Um, but they just needed to get the president to accept that and like let them, um, let them handle his representation. But he really struggled with that. And as I was listening to that or, or reading that and then um, reading this psalm, I got to thinking about how this is how we are. Like we want to fight for our own cause and plead for our own innocence and fix every false narrative and fix everybody that's against us. And we feel like we've got to look out for number one, right? We got to, we got to, we got to protect ourselves when really we have, we have a God who says, trust me, put this in my hands. Let, let me be your defender. Let me be, let me represent you. Don't muddy the waters with your emotions and your fears and your anxieties and your overreactions. Let me handle this. I've got this. And that's where David was so wise. He understood that God uh, is his representation. Okay. He understood that God is uh, standing in for him, that God's his best vindication, his best vengeance, his, his best source of justice. My friend, the same is true for you. I'm not saying don't use the system to protect yourself, but ultimately trust God in it, follow him in it, and don't get drawn in to emotional reaction, reactionary living. Trust that God can handle your life well today. Hey, thanks for joining me. We'll see you tomorrow.